You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Dr. Tamara Power, Director of Health Simulation at the University of Technology, Sydney, to discuss a layered technology-enhanced approach to improving the way nursing students interact with mannequins. Thank you for joining me, Tamara. Hello, Dallas. It's lovely to be here. You recently published some research in this area. Why is it important to better understand and improve the way students interact with mannequins? Look, Dallas, mannequins allow students a safe opportunity to master nursing skills before they go out and practice on people. Um, So using mannequins can allow students to measure and respond to complex sets of physiological symptoms, um, in particular deteriorating patient scenarios. But unlike real patients, mannequins can tolerate the same procedure over and over again. And if the students make poor decisions and the outcome isn't optimal, we can always reset and start again. However, working with mannequins is different from working with humans. Um, Obviously, they don't have the same emotional range and the students can feel a little bit awkward when they're communicating with them. And so a commonly reported issue in simulation is students struggling to suspend disbelief um, when they're doing clinical simulation scenarios. And this is because mannequins currently lack the human characteristics of movement, particularly facial expression, and some of the subtleties of human responses. And we find in particular that students can struggle you know, to talk to and relate to a, man- a mannequin authentically as a person. Um, yet discussion in the literature regarding student engagement with mannequins, it's, it's large, largely anecdotal. So you'll just be reading papers and it'll be, you know, um, students might be a bit giggly or um, uh, they're just really awkward around them. But there's an absolute commitment to the use of mannequins in nursing education. So this created an urgency for us to explore and improve students' perceptions of mannequins um, and their realism so that we could develop methods for increasing engagement. As part of the study, students were introduced to five separate case studies through short vignettes and, and in the labs, mannequins were dressed in the props used in that footage. What was the intention behind introducing the vignettes? So we thought that you know, if we created these multifaceted case studies and we filmed them using actors as patients and uh, we as academics um, played the nurses, the vignettes represent the introduction of what we call a virtual standardised patient. And so these audio visuals, what they do is they allow students to sort of watch a situation unfold. So a lot of nursing takes place behind curtains, behind doors, things like that. So what these vignettes do is they actually sort of invite that, the student into that, um, oh, sorry, what's the word, into that sort of, not, not a secret place, but it's a private place. Um, and so one of the things that we were really trying to do with these vignettes was to imbue them, the case study mannequins with a recognisable personality and give them a backstory, you know, give them a personal history. And previous research has indicated that the use of AV vignettes is highly, a highly effective teaching strategy. So what we did is we just paired that with the mannequins. And the reason that like, the AV vignettes are so effective, you know, we can post them online. Um, so students can access them repeatedly. They can watch them over and over again. And we find this especially useful for students who have English as a second language. And up to 30% of our cohort are actually international students. But in these vignettes, we can, we can also use them to illustrate different diseases and conditions that students may not have encountered in practice. Um, they allow us to model nurse-patient interactions, including like looking after patients that might have challenging behaviours. And we can actually sort of embed all of this stuff, if you like, into, um, you know, we can sort of be doing skills while we're, um, you know, interacting with the patients in the vignettes. And the other thing that we've found them really useful for is they can provide really nuanced and contextual information about patients. So, you know, varying illnesses, um, socioeconomic and cultural backgrounds, different behaviours, different responses to care. And the vignettes can either uh, tell a whole story 
Otherwise, what we can do is we can actually end them unresolved, and that allows us to sort of discuss in class, you know, where that might have, where that vignette may have gone, you know, where that scenario could end, and what students could do. The things you identified from a, a focus group with the students involved and feedback surveys you got back included getting past the plastic, knowing what to say, connecting and caring, and embracing diversity. What do these themes reveal about the the intervention in terms of the student experience? Um, so a key objective of the vignettes was increase students' ability to relate to the mannequins as the case study patients. And so one of the things that we did to assist with that was um, you know, to, to transfer the vignettes from the screen to the lab. We dressed the mannequins in the same pyjamas the actors wore and we added other props you know, like wigs and glasses. Um, we've got tattoo sleeves, jewellery. And what we've found is, is these visual cues, you know, they see it in the vignette and then when they come into the lab they actually see it on the mannequin. They help the students to overcome you know, the generic patient that that mannequin represented. And so that's what we seemed getting past the plastic. Um, the vignettes also offered students the opportunity to view the psychomotor skills, so the nursing skills that they're learning that week. Um, and as I said before, you know, they're actually seeing that skill then portrayed within sort of this montage of symptoms, um, patient personalities, you know, what's the situation. And so this contextualisation, it provides them not, not only with an introduction to the skill in action, but it also situates the skill within the patient's particular context and needs. Um, so just to give you an example, um, one of the case study patients was terrified of needles and so we had to give a subcutaneous injection to that person. And what we found was the students really appreciated seeing that because um, you know, the way that experienced nurses would approach these issues and knowing what to say in a given situation was invaluable. So you know, they're already sort of struggling to come to grips with you know, how to actually sort of draw up a medication and administer a needle. So having that script in their head, it just made it a little bit less complex. Um, uh, as far as sort of engagement and emotional attachment, it was by the end of the semester we found that many of the students sort of got emotionally attached um, to the patients and there was two case study patients that stood out in particular um, and especially in the SFS feedback that we got and we had Charlene Kennedy who was a, a young lady with a history of intravenous drug use and in the scenario she's admitted for a broken leg after a motorbike accident and the other one that they really liked was a lady called Diane Cura um, and she was an Aboriginal woman admitted for chemotherapy and um, eventually palliation uh, for metastatic breast cancer. And we found that the students, you know, that they could, watching the actors on screen um, as a real person, it, um, it, it made them, they could relate to that. You know, the same way I suppose that you get attached to people, you know, in television shows that you watch. And we found that some students would actually, you know, be discussing the case studies as if, as if they were real people. So, you know, if, if they got better, they were happy, um, you know, or if they deteriorated, of course, you know, Diane was, you know, for palliation, she was going to die. And so, you know, there was sort of a general sadness around that. But a lot of the students described this in terms of feeling connected. And I suppose, you know, exposing students to patient stories, it, it, it sort of opened up a conversation between the tutor and the students. And we could discuss different perspectives and arrived at sort of shared understandings of you know, the patient experience. So I suppose you know, the, the, the patient story it, it facilitates understanding um, and students engaging emotionally with the story further enhanced insight and it sort of fostered the development of this person-centred care within students. Um, 
and you know, as I said, this was evident. You know, the students actually feeling invested in the case study, and and it came out that they were they were kinder to the mannequins. So I know it's probably hard to be you know mean to a plastic person, but they they took better care of them. And I remember one student saying to me, you know, like before I used to come in and you know just be an idiot in the lab and you know squirt saline across the room and things like that. Where now it's like, no, no, you know, wait, Charlene needs me. Um, so the fact that uh, students were actually sort of treating the, the mannequins, you know, with more kindness and compassion was a really good outcome. What other advantages did the did the intervention bring about, and what impact do you think the AV vignettes will will have on the skills the nursing students will develop? Um, I suppose one expected outcome was the ability. It, it gave a, a, a lot more breadth and depth to what were previously based paper case studies, um, and I think that we found that we could sort of embed. Um, the opportunities are endless for what you can put into these case studies and and, it, and, it, and it's kind of this layered thing so there's the vignette that they watch but it also comes hand in hand with an online handover which is a report from a nurse about the patient um, and then they've got like patient notes and progress notes and things like that so we sort of ended up with this very multi-layered um, view of a person which is very much like when you go and nurse a person you know it's your understanding of that person is built up over the shift and from multiple sources. You know, you, you get the story from the patient, you get the story from the patient's family, you get the story from the health professionals in the notes and things like that. Um, and so just to give you an example, I, was, I mentioned Charlene, our IV um, drug using patient with the broken leg. Um, her case study, it was interesting. Basically, we were teaching um, pre-operative care, IV antibiotics and complex wound care. But her case study also gave us opportunities to discuss her medical and social history. So she had a history of IV drug use. You know, we could discuss um, students' values and beliefs that they had about patients that used IV drugs. Um, and we could talk about the things that, the kind of things that led people down this path. So just to give you an example, in her progress notes, and it never came out in the vignette, but in her progress notes, there was an entry from a fictitious social worker who was discussing her history of um, childhood sexual abuse. And so this sort of case study allowed us to unpack all of that, you know, but what the vignette did was it gave a human face to that story, if you like. But we could also use Charlene to discuss um, pain management. You know, the fact that she was an IV drug user meant that um, she would have a higher tolerance to opioids, so we'd need to give her much higher doses of pain relief to control her pain. Um, and we also made her verbally aggressive. And originally we were thinking... Um, should we beep the language out? And then in the end, we thought, well, no, they're going to hear it in practice, so we'll leave it in. And what this did, and this was completely unexpected, was it allowed us to discuss, you know, caring for patients with challenging behaviours. And this was something that we didn't realise students were actually sort of quite worried about. You know, what if they get out into practice and somebody swears at them? So having Charlene on the screens swearing um, meant that we could discuss it and we could sort of talk about strategies to deal with sort of, you know, um, behaviour, you know, de-escalation techniques in practice but you know the, the opportunities are just endless. What were some of the critical factors for, for the success of the intervention? Oh look Dallas probably the most important thing was getting students to watch the online vignettes before they came to class. Um, we found if the majority had watched it it was much more easy to get a robust discussion going um, and other things you know so I suppose how invested the actual tutor in the lab is as well so you know when you're demonstrating the skills with the mannequin making sure that you you know that you, that you do it properly so that you know you address the mannequin by the case study name and things like that um, I think one of the most important things was when we um, 
when we filmed the vignettes was the fact that we got the same clothing and everything, all the props from the vignette that the actors had on, we transferred to the mannequins. And so this actually involved us buying 16 sets of the same pyjamas or 16 sets of the same eyeglasses. And, you know, little little touches like, you know, tattoo sleeves. And um, when we do the mannequins up, we call it moulage. And so, you know, moulage is really important. Um, and just to give you an example, since we've published this paper, we've done another two vignettes. And um, the young man that was playing a patient with a spinal injury turned up with a three-day growth. So, you know, then we had to work out how we put a three-day growth onto a mannequin. But all of these things enhance the visual connection between the vignette and the mannequin. Um, one of our actors was an Aboriginal woman, and um, the particular actress that we used had darker skin. We've now managed to buy mannequins with a similar skin tone. So I think, you know, some of the things is, one, making sure that you, you have all the props to transfer and making the mannequin look as close as you can to the actor in the vignette, the better. Based on the findings, would you suggest that education providers look at employing similar practices if, if they're not already doing so? Um, look, we recently presented this paper at um, NetNEP, which is an international um, nurse education conference. And um, I'm a little bit nervous public speaking, so... The, the person that spoke before me, there was probably only about four people in the room. So I, I thought, oh, this will be great. You know, I won't have to present to a big audience. And when this lady finished, the doors opened up and people just flooded in. You know, this is obviously a, a real area of interest for health professional um, health professionals. And um, surprisingly enough, we actually won best paper at the conference, which was great. So, you know, this this is it was originally conceived as just a technique to increase students' engagement with mannequins. But, you know, in addition to the, end of the intended outcomes, you know, we had all those more subtle advantages that I just spoke about, you know, such as, you know, allowing students to reflect on their own values and preconceived notions of people, you know, from diverse backgrounds. And, you know, this project has enhanced realism for students, it's improved their learning experiences, and it's contributed to thoughtful and empathetic care of our mannequins. And, you know, we found that the key was simply to provide the plastic with some personality. Thank you for your time, Tamara. You're very welcome, Dallas.